deep within a bleak and dismal swamp, hidden beneath its murky waters, lies the headquarters of the most sinister villains of all time. Today, we're going to get real racial up in this motherfucker. So if you're not prepared for this, go ahead. Come back to it later. It's fine. Or skip to like the last 10 minutes where we talk about the Defenders. Did everyone here finish Defenders? No, I haven't. I did. You did? I did. But I also don't care about spoilers because I'm going to watch shit anyway. Oh, okay. I also <laughs> have, I have a girlfriend, so you know you can't watch shows without your significant other. Uh, she she watches the superhero shows. Yeah, with you? yeah, she does. Oh. Like I remember, my favorite moment is when we were watching the Daredevil, and the dude is like, "You can't win," and he stabs his own face, and she was like, "Oh shit!" And I was like, "Yeah, right." <laughs> she was like, "Yeah." I had that same reaction. I was like, "Holy shit! This yeah. is not your regular MCU." No, that was pretty dark and gruesome. It was beautiful. Loved it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of gruesome, last Saturday was a pretty gruesome day in American history. On Friday, August 11, 2017, hundreds of white nationalists marched through the streets of Charlottesville University while holding tiki torches <laughs> and chanting things like, White Lives Matter. Jews will not replace us. Blood and soil. Our streets. And one people, one nation. And immigration. All right, y'all actually, you know, managed to put a rhyme in. Who who says y'all ain't got no no rhyme skills? <laughs> we did. They don't. That was I mean, luck. Eminem you know, starting to rub off on you, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little bit of Kid Rock, probably. Yeah. Now, supposedly, supposedly, this was about the remover of Confederate statues. Uh, a one of Robert E. Lee uh, is in Charlottesville. And, you know, they're planning on bringing that sucker down. Lee, of course, was the general of the Confederate Army. I mean, the losers. Yeah, so... The, the, the people who lost. Yeah. Like, I remember, weren't, like, all these same people upset, like, for everyone getting a trophy? <laughs> so these motherfuckers, are, y'all upset that y'all got a second-place trophy? Y'all want to keep that shit? It's a second-place trophy. Y'all lost. Fuck the bullshit. Y'all mad at me for giving my son a third-place trophy. Y'all upset at a second place, Trevor? Do we have statues of King George in Washington, D.C.? Like, you know, the, the British generals? Because I'd like to see what would happen if we did that. I'd enjoy it. Bunch of red coats, you know? It's a nice coat. I mean, you've seen the coats. Those are some nice coats. <laughs> Is there a monument to the dead Japanese pilots at Pearl Harbor? <laughs> oh, the kamikaze. That would, that would be... That'd be ridiculous. <laughs> I, was wondering, I was like, how would you do that? Would it just be a plane and a dude in there, like, in bronze? Yeah, see, that's, you can't. See how, you see how ridiculous it sounds? Like, if you let the losers get a statue, it's just going to be them, yeah. Kamikaze dude. pilot yelling, yelling YOLO. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> so to all veterans, I'm sorry. <laughs> the protest organizer, Jason Kessler, he had accused the town of, quote, Anti-white hatred. 
Wait, so they were against I, white I, hate? I I don't know. I don't think he thought that statement all the way through. I mean, obviously, they didn't think shit through because, <laughs> yep. They went out there with no no masks on. Like, yeah. at least their ancestors knew to wear hoods. Yeah, and that was the thing that like I, that tickled me. I'm like, y'all do know what we know what the fuck y'all look like. We know y'all. Uh, he did, he went on to describe this event as an incredible moment for white people who had it up to here and aren't <laughs> going to take it anymore. That's original. Now I'm starting to think y'all biting. Y'all had it up to here with you niggas. <laughs> It's they start, all I can stand. I can't stand Kanoma. <laughs> they start quoting DMX. I'm, I'm out of here. I'm done. <laughs> well, DMX does have some good party time rage music. So I, I mean, I wouldn't be mad if whites gonna give it to you. They gonna give it. No. Okay. No. 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 We can't. But they did <laughs> give it to a group of counter protesters that night. Yeah. Yeah. After, you know, you marching through the street chanting for war. You're going to want to fight somebody. So they took their tiki torches and proceeded to hit people with them. Yep. Wait, is this the the same day they had, like... This, was, this was the Friday night. Okay. So, before. Okay, so we, we, we haven't even got to the, the, the day. This was the beginning. And the police didn't do, did do shit. Didn't do diddly. Just stood there. Not a damn happen. thing. And they were apparently spraying them with... I didn't know this existed. It's it's not pepper spray. It's bear pepper spray, mm-hmm. which is like a million times worse yeah. than regular pepper spray. Yeah. No, well, I mean, I figured back in the woods, people would figure that shit out. You know. Apparently, it's created to take out a bear. So I'm I'm just assuming that shit hurts like hell. Yeah. Well, as Marjay was uh, bringing up, that Saturday was the larger Unite the Right rally right. in the city. And they brought shields and billy clubs. Uh, the right, including the alt-right internet fuckboys who were galvanized by Steve Bannon, who tapped into uh, World of Warcraft and the internet losers. Uh, I'm an internet fan, but <laughs> I'm not an internet You're loser. You're an internet winner. Why, thank you. <laughs> I mean, we have a, we have a successful uh, podcast. You're winning. Okay. Um, but yeah, he created the alt-right and the men's rights activist. <sighs> yeah. Also uh, joining those fuckheads were the traditional neo-Nazis with swastikas tattooed on their faces. Yep. The Ku Klux Klan, that oldie but goodie, bunch of inbred sons of bitches. <laughs> and the group that I fear the most out of all of them, uh, the various armed militias. Yes. You mean terrorists? You mean terrorists? Them motherfuckers terrorists. I don't give a fuck what you say, Lee. Yeah, we get to that. That, that was the scariest part of, that, of yeah. that entire rally. Those right. guys showing up with military grade, grade weapons that, mm-hmm. yeah. and gear. I got to, like it was all fun and games when everyone had shields and billy clubs. I'm like, yeah, I've been preparing for this shit too. I've been playing RPGs my whole life. Let's do this. But then when the armed militia came, I'm like, you know, y'all motherfuckers got guns. Y'all, y'all, this ain't fun no more. The one thing that made me feel okay is that they were all like really clustered and grouped together. Yeah. Which is, if you played any, any you, sort you of really military game or seen a military movie, it's like you guys gonna get killed. Yeah. Well. Of course, when you got a bunch of people screaming for the death or removal of everyone else, right? People are gonna feel threatened, mm-hmm. angry. Yep. And a state of emergency was declared as all the groups clashed. Um, <sighs> ah. The videos I watched, I saw the alt writers clashing with the police and everyone else. Yeah. They were doing things that would have got us lit the fuck, fuck up. up. Yeah. Bro, we would have been shot yeah. like a motherfucker. They were rushing the uh, riot police while they, who and, had the shield and, and so mo- forth, and none of them got like, hit. No one got tased either. Let's be real. Like, nope. My thing is, like, either you're insane 
to do that, or you know they're or on you your know side. Or you know good know they're on your happen. You know they're on your side. You know they're not going to hurt you. It was just amazing. The police were trying to move them from the park where they were gathered because, hey, it was getting out of hand. Yeah. And they proceeded, and I saw it. This one dude who uh, they named and everything on the internet directed everybody to rush the police to get to, like, the streets. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, yeah, I I thoroughly believe that there were clashes between the uh, counter-protesters and the police. Yeah. But yeah, they not. weren't going at the police and saying that the police had turned against them or anything. Yeah. Right. Like, I, I love this because, I mean, we've seen so many protests where everyone's like, well, what about the... Um, the left wing, left wing, left, yeah, leftists. We're like they're they're destroying property. I'm like, but usually it's like one person. Your entire group was out there to fuck shit. Well, up. that's why they consider well, a bunch of them try to say Black Lives Matter is behind all the violence. Never mind, there'll be a thousand people pe- peacefully protesting. Two jackasses decide to throw a garbage can into a window. Oh, that's Black Lives. It- and all of a sudden, they're violent. It's also not the full story. It's a bullshit narrative because in some of those cases, when they were breaking into the CVS. They were breaking in there to get milk yeah. for people that had been tear gassed. Yep. Because there was no help for them. Yeah. So in that case, it's like, you know what? Fuck a CVS. No yeah. offense to CVS, but And like my favorite rapper, Killer Mike, said he's like, they're destroying the neighborhood. That ain't in our neighborhood. None of none of my people work there. That's no. just a CVS that y'all put here. It's mm-hmm. not my CVS. That's a CVS. Don't it's like if there's a choice between my friend having tear gas in their eyes and busting a window. That window I'm getting I'm busted the fuck up. Yeah, the, the armed militia group that I saw the patches of while I was watching all the live videos were from the three percenters who believe only like, they're kind of like five percenters. Yeah. They're a lot like five percenters in believing that only a certain group of people are truly righteous. Yeah. Which is terrifying. Yeah, this just goes against my religious principle. Just leave me the fuck alone. Just, just leave me the fuck alone. Well, you know, you can't be left alone. You're, <laughs> your very existence is a threat and an insult to these fuck nuts. Is it? Is it because I was in my loins? <laughs> That's what people don't get. It's like it's not. It's not the prejudice that scares us. It. It's not just the racism. That's enough. It's the fact that they just won't leave us the fuck alone. It's like you want to be racist and hate me. Go ahead, but just leave me the fuck leave alone. Leave me the hell alone. Let me live my life. I mean, yeah, we got them out there just being out and brazen. Then we got all the microaggressions and stuff we deal with every day. Right. I swear people do. I don't want to get into it. But Please, I know. By all fucking, like, there are some times when people like look at me and they just keep walking towards me like I'm supposed to move. And I'm like, I'm not moving. You Look, I have a bike. Just move around me. And then I walk into them. And then I don't know if that's a microaggression, but I'm just like, I, it's usually a bigger white man with glasses on. From Iowa who moved here and think he's the shit. Okay, I'm yeah, not generalizing are, all of them. Those but are also the fuckheads who don't believe they have to uh, yield to emergency vehicles. Yeah, which I, yeah. Yeah, they don't. I'm like, you pull to the side of the road when there's a siren. These and they all, don't. Yeah, these are also the same fuckboys who leave their trash on tables and like, well, there's someone to clean it up after you. It's like, no. Small things. Clean up after yourself. Just pick it up, bitch. I'm sorry. I don't move out I of the believe way. that's what they called entitlement. <laughs> I, I don't move out of the way, though. It's, oh, that's, my no. favorite, that's my favorite thing downtown is one of Oh, I have a bike. So, like, you're running into a metal bike. Like, it's going to hurt you more than it hurts me. My bike tire is going to turn slightly left, but you just ran into a bike and you can't play that off. Mm. It might hit you nuts. I hope you dislodge a nut. The two, uh, two of the worst incidents, one is the absolute most horrible incident. Yeah. One was a 20 year old DeAndre Harris who was surrounded and beaten yeah. while videoed by yeah. 
a large group of white supremacists yeah, with that. polls. Yeah. Yeah. He's a child. He's a, he's a boy. I don't give a fuck what you say. He's 20 years old. Like, my brother's 21. If you hit my brother enough to cause a gash that big, I'm, I'm going to fuck you up. And I don't understand that anybody can look at that footage and say, oh, well, both sides, you know. Did. No. No. There is no both sides. They kicked him down. He tried to get up. They kept kicking him. And then random people from random, like, it was just looked up. They, like, they looked up, saw a dude on the ground. I was like, let me get my turn in. And just random people just came up saw, and hit him. You see the alt-right dudes in khakis and polos mm-hmm. or just like sport one from the Bionic Six yeah. with, with baseball helmets. <laughs> like, that's a fucking body armor. For those kids, little plywood shield. The Bionic Six reference. It's a cartoon from the eighties. <laughs> it only lasted two seasons, and I remember enjoying it, although it was slightly racist. Because yeah, yeah, uh, it was a family. Uh, it was a interracial family. Well, okay. uh, they adopted a Asian. I was gonna say Asian. An, an Asian girl named no, an Asian, Asian boy named Karate One. Yeah, Good because, God! Because of well, course the Asian kid does karate. Of course he does. Well, the white kid was called Sport. One okay, and the dad was Bionic One, the mom was Mother One, uh, the white daughter was Rock One because she was into rock music, and the black dude was named IQ. Yeah, well, I mean, he was smart though, right? He built in the show's defense, Smart One would have been kind of a fucked up name. Yeah, (laughs) grab that smart one. (laughs) <laughs> and, they, and they used to leave him behind at the base. He didn't go out to battle. So they didn't bring the nigga along, right? even though he was, <laughs> even though he was really strong. He was huge too. Yeah, <laughs> but he couldn't fight because he, he was because whenever he fight, he had to go with that giant robot gorilla. Motherfucker, he had a giant robot gorilla pet. Y'all didn't y'all didn't see this was racist like that at that moment. Was, I was twelve. It was the eighties. What are you gonna do? Everything was racist then. You're right. <laughs> like even even G.I. Joe was somewhat racist. Yeah, wasn't there a black guy named Black Guy? No. Nah, I made that up. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, dude. Don't, don't, yeah. go, don't go talking bad about G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe, well, Joe had Roadblock who talked, right. in, who talked in rhyme. You also got to remember, my G.I. Joe is different from your G.I. Joe. You had the original G.I. Joe. I had, let's bring back the G.I. Joe and Channing Tatum's now charging Slaughter. Uh, nope, not Slaughter because Sergeant Slaughter was no, he was, he was Flint. Yeah, he was No, Flint. Duke. Duke. He was Duke. And I'm yeah. like, not my Duke. That's not my dude. And they made the Rock roadblock. The only time Rock has ever been black in anything, and he still wasn't black in that. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, didn't they? Didn't they? Like he's he's, he's off black. Like he might be black, but he's not black. No, no, <laughs> oh. he he was actually black in the Tooth Fairy. Really? Yeah, you saw that. Actually, no, he played hockey. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> he could be black and play hockey. Wait a minute. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, and the brothers in hockey get the N word chanted at them at various stadiums around the U.S. and Canada. But um, racism, it's a bitch. The worst incident involved a 32-year-old uh, Heather Hare who was killed when some jackass drove his Dodge Charger into a crowd of people, injuring dozens and killing her. So a terrorist attack happened on Saturday. And yeah, it was a terrorist right, attack. Cool. Don't whatever you do, don't watch the video. I made a mistake of watching. I know I saw the video. Um, yeah, I, I, I saw it too. I'm like, what's going on here? Oh my fucking god! Yeah, I couldn't believe it. It's it's rough. So the video I watched was trying to make a point of saying this actually is terrorism. Yeah. So they supercutted all the terrorist videos that happened in London versus this one, and you really couldn't tell them apart. And I'm like, yeah, it's a, it's a no, you can't. Attack. You can't. You drove a car through a crowd of people trying to enter. That's a terrorist attack. You should be treated as such. Numerous states in our beloved union are trying to pass laws saying it's legal to. Drive your car into protesters if they're in the road. Yeah. So we're giving people lawful ability to run people over if they're in the road. Yeah. There's no way that could possibly end bad. <laughs> that, that's, 
But yeah, um, it was incidents like that terrorist attack and the rise in right-wing extremist terrorist attacks, mm-hmm. white supremacist terrorist attacks, that have been growing since... Bay, usually? For the last 16 years. Okay. Yeah. The uh, FBI and the Department of Justice both said, with Obama coming in office, look for the, both of those, you know, neo-Nazis and KKK-type groups and the militias to start getting an influx. Yeah. You know, who else, you know who else tried to warn us about this? Hmm. Hillary Clinton. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's a whole different subject. Uh, yeah, the thing I'm like really not really scared about, but I'm like it's one of those things like we've been like there's been like mumblings about this for years. Like I remember even working at Walgreens and people would tell me yeah you can't drive through like certain parts of Michigan because they got like militias out there and they're ready to kill black people or like harass them. Mm-hmm. And as I'm hearing this over the years, like it just kept getting bigger and bigger to the point now where like. Every so often, NBC will do like an interview with a couple people, and it'd be a different group than I saw last week. I'm like, how many? There's so many armed militias. There are over 200 armed militia groups in the United States training in backwood areas. Exactly. And they're preparing for something, and we're like, yeah, they're preparing for something. No one's doing shit about it. Yeah, these were the fuckers behind the Oklahoma City bombing. Right. Uh, And they've been diverting funds from those causes, you know, with the FBI and so forth. To focus on Muslim extremists, yeah, right. So I ain't worried about them. They did shit to me, technically. Well, they don't. They don't really have to if we can have it here ourselves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they kind of. But let us burn from the inside. But back to after that attack, that shows that they are a threat. They want us gone, so we feel it's totally okay to punch a Nazi. Even the Joker feels it's okay to punch a Nazi. And I'll never. I really rarely agree with the Joker. But I agree with the Joker. It's okay to punch a Nazi. Is that bad? No. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Cause I know people are like, don't punch a Nazi, but I'm like, it's a Nazi. Oh. What's the rationale behind it? It's like, didn't we just fight them like 75 years ago? Just- yeah. All right, since you want to bring that up, I really fucking hate that argument. About punching Nazis? No. We fought Nazis. Then you turned around and enslaved, uh, kept oppressing black people for another 20 years. Yeah, More than 20 Those years. fucking Confederate monuments started coming up after World War II when people was like, oh, they fought with us. Maybe we should consider doing away with the Jim Crow laws. That's when those cheap-ass tinfoil fucking monuments that cost 200 bucks start popping up everywhere. That's why that one that the sister brought down, uh, who uh, name escapes me at the moment. Queen. Queen. Crumbled. It was some cheap pieces of crap. Those were made just to make sure we knew our place. So fuck every Confederate monument. And fuck everybody that go, whoa, we are America. We fought Nazis. You fought because Japan bombed Pearl Harbor. Harbor. You didn't give a fuck about the Jews that you knew were being exterminated. Don't play like we're fucking morally superior here. We had had the bund that were supporting Adolf Hitler up until we got into the war in 1941. They didn't want us to get into war. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Charles Lindbergh, the supposed like aviation hero, huge Nazi, mm-hmm. and would write to Adolf Hitler like, you're doing great. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's yeah. That's real. Look. So when you have someone who's basically like Steve Rogers, you mm-hmm. know, of that time, like, you know, American hero, and he's saying that Hitler's doing great. Yeah. Yeah. So, America history's fucked up. Like, so yeah, save that bullshit for somebody who buying it. That's some revisionist history bullshit. And yeah. no, and then fucking 
No. And then they, when they try to tell you that they it wasn't for slavery, when the general of the Confederate Army is like, no, this is legitimately for slavery. The Negro is never going to be equal to us. When I lived in Texas and I had to take a class in Texas history and yes. the bullshit, the bullshit, my 13-year-old, I was 14 at the time, I think, uh, was reading going, this is some, what the, what the, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I said it once, I said it again. Fuck the Alamo. Oh, yeah. Slavery is a footnote. It get like two paragraphs. I took an Irish history course in college. Why the fuck? <laughs> because the other courses, the other courses I did. I'm sorry. Hold on. Hang on. I'm sorry. Point to this. Okay. All the other courses that I needed for this requirement were taken. Okay. However, we watched Gangs of New York. Okay, I'm with it. And we had discussions about the Civil War because mm-hmm. there were a lot of Irish immigrants that fought in the Civil War. Not not by choice, obviously. Mm-hmm. And someone, a white guy in the class, tried to tried to pull that same bullshit about how, you know, it was really about blah, blah, blah. This guy's not from here. He's from Ireland. Like, mm-hmm. Belfast. Not just any part of Ireland. Ireland. But Belfast. Yeah. And he's like, no, that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. He actually says that in class. He's like, no, it was about slavery. Mm-hmm. And he went through all the historical reasons why it was about slavery. Yeah. So when someone who's not even from this country knows that that's bullshit, that's when you know if this country's fucked up. Yeah, we learn we learn all the time that what we were taught in school, especially you and I, Heister, with our advanced years. Yeah, <laughs> old motherfuckers. Like during the, <laughs> y'all niggas experience. Y'all like niggas experience the, the Civil War, old the Jurassic period. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when there was only like two pages, y'all motherfuckers saw Jesus get born. Heister waited at the Last Supper, but I ain't gonna talk about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Why are you guys order a wine? What's wrong with you? <laughs> what the hell? Do you know the charge on this wine these days? Goddamn. But back to uh, our, our recent round of bullshit in this country. A Springfield, Massachusetts police officer identified as Conrad Lara Vera okay. reportedly wrote this caption in response to the story on Facebook. Ha, 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 ha. Love this. Maybe people should block, shouldn't block roadways. Holy shit. Yeah. See, that's... when you, I mean, look. You're a cop. That scares me. When you're, like, running over people, eh. Uh, you're a goddamn cop. You get you can get away with that shit. I mean, you, I mean let's be real. Police been getting away with a lot of shit. And it's nothing they're going to get away with. Because, I mean, I don't know how many brothers been ran over by cop cars, but I'm pretty sure if you look through the, the history, I'm pretty sure a lot of people got ran through cop cars, and it was like, oh, he's in the middle of the road. There, there have been pedestrians who have been killed by cop cars when they've been on the sidewalk mm-hmm. when it's dirty chase, well, and that. nothing happens to the cops. Didn't know mm-hmm. that. Didn't know that. Well, yeah, wasn't there that big one in Chicago that caused an accident, and the police officer like they kind of blamed the accident on the criminal trying to escape, even though the cop hit the person. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Hit that a bitch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hayer's mother, Susan Bro, made a r- really powerful statement. Uh, but it was punctuated with the line. They tried to kill my child to shut her up. But guess what? You just magnified her. Yep. Yep. And I only recently found out about this last night or late like late last night. Jason Kessler, who organized the event, mm-hmm. tweeted I Good, that's what she gets. Yeah, yeah, I'm paraphrasing, but that was it. Yeah, that was so bad that even Richard Spencer had to condemn it. Hmm. Alt right leader Richard Spencer was like, D 
dude, no. <laughs> and we know he's a piece of shit. We know he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Right. That's you. You can't say shit like that. No. I mean, you can because you obviously have, but you're just saying that because you know no one can get to you. Did you guys hear about the fact that Trump tried to call the mom? And she's been ignoring that funeral? motherfucker? It's like, do you not have people that can do... Re- like, number one, don't call her three days later. You call her the day of the tragedy. Yeah. And number two, do enough research where you don't call her to her funeral. funeral. And then three, I wish she would have picked up the phone. Because I wouldn't know what he was going to say. Well, um, she pretty much said she's never, she would never speak to Yeah, no, but mm-hmm. like, I would have picked up the phone and recorded that shit. Because he would have been like, uh, sorry, and uh, you want to go golfing? <laughs> Dumbass. Um, I would like to give a special shout out to somebody who I don't, who we don't know. Uh, Jason Kessler, the day after the rally, uh, tried to give a press conference and was set on by a mob. That shit. Oh, was special so shout out to funny. all you white people out there punching Nazis for us. Hey. Don't forget that you live you you live in a racist country that you're privileged. <laughs> But, hey, but keep punching them Nazis. Yeah. You're doing God's I mean, work. I, I wish I could punch a Nazi without getting shot, because that would be really enjoyable. But, but you can, and you're kind of the front line for yeah. us right now. All right. Because who doesn't want to be Captain America? Let's be honest. I mean, shit. I, have you been seeing like all the stills in the getting punched and like how their jaw just kind of like dislocates to the left? Yeah, that's always beautiful. Yeah. Oh, also, learn how to throw a punch. Yeah, please. Um, Goddamn. It's all in the hips. It's all in the but hips. But this crowd set upon him during his speech... And, you know, he tried to escape and he running and like the police are trying to like protect him. And one little redhead, one Got little tiny little redhead girl Kapow. went X-23 on his ass, climbed up on his back and just got to going to town on his ass. Bought him down. I was like, bravo. Bravo to you, Give young her a lady. Drop clap. Bravo to you, young lady. But did you see him like trying to turn tail and run? It was like <laughs> it was, so it was like that that sound that soundtrack from the old like sitcoms. <laughs> and he just like falling around and shit. Yeah. No, Benny Hill. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> you would have spent that up just twenty more percent. It would just, yeah, it was it was great. Now, mind you, what she did was wrong, but really? hey. Was it? Was it? Was it? Was it? Actually, now, okay, hold on. Another story goes back to an incident from 2016 where Yvette Falarka, um, uh, she's a 47-year-old teacher who last June went to town on a Nazi motherfucker. She's maybe four foot five and was just giving them gut shot after gut shot. They didn't look that hard, but, you know, after a while, those are way on you. And, yeah, uh, she was arrested this past uh, month in July. Oh. And she's straight like, they're organizing to attack and kill us. So we have a right to (laughs) self-defense. That is why we have to shut them down by any means necessary. Ooh. Ooh. She is also a member of a group called By Any Means Necessary for sure. She with the shits, man. (laughs) Fuck the bullshit. Damn. She... She's like Harriet Tubman Vampire Slayer. <laughs> but Harriet Tubman Nazi Slayer. Yeah, is that, that a real book? Oh. No, no, there's actually a Harriet Tubman Vampire Slayer. So yeah, yeah, but Nazi Slayer wouldn't be that bad. No. Yeah. I've always wanted to write a book called Malcolm X, but, Malcolm Exorcist, and he's going around killing white devils. <laughs> okay, we're gonna move on from that. You were gonna Would be you, Malcolm no, 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 X. No, we're gonna. Oh, my... No, no, no. Back to back to Miss Falarka. Um, she. And her group take credit for chasing away the neo-Nazis from Los Angeles. 
uh, that they were building up, and now they're quiet and aren't trying to start rallies. So she that badass? But when we think about her and the uh, young redhead lady, they did commit assault. You say assault? I say that is illegal. Points in GTA. It, it you know, <laughs> it, it's illegal. But there's a lot of things that a lot of these groups have but, done in the past that are illegal. You know, you know, but, I, you know I smoke weed, right? Yeah. So you know that's illegal. But okay. is it wrong? Is it wrong? Exactly. No. That's all I'm saying. But laws do exist for a reason. And do if they? we yes, if, to protect the people in power. And if we well, and keep society so, civil. And we, as American, as people, have to acknowledge these laws. And we have to get these two young ladies, Johnny Cochran level <laughs> attorneys, because they're fucking heroes and they need to be uh, protected. If it don't fit, you must acquit. <laughs> so if they have a GoFundMe for legal fees, y'all make sure y'all give to them. I'm, I'm, I, I am. I, in a, fact, I'll probably look for it. If it's a Nazi... You must let these people go eat fries and slushies. Do you really think what? That, I don't know. I'm trying to bigger Johnny Cochran ass rhyme. Do you really think that the Nazi guy is gonna go to court and say that this little ginger beat his ass though? Is he gonna admit to that? Probably. So you gonna sue her? Uh, this is the same motherfucker that basically laughed at uh, Miss Hare's death. So he might. Okay. It might be the state that brings charges though. It might not be him. Well, I haven't heard anything about hers like we have uh, with Miss Falarka. Being that the event ended, shit like this is going to reverberate throughout history from now on. Yeah. Starting with our president, who condemned both sides. Yeah, that was fun. This fucker. <sighs> he called them peaceful and that they were good people on both sides. So they were decent people. I didn't know Klansmen could be peaceful. I thought that was a Well, you know, moron. they're trying to make it about those bullshit-ass monuments oh, yeah. that were created to remind black people of their place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Much like in God We Trust and, and adding uh, One Nation Under God to the Pledge of Allegiance, those didn't exist. Exactly. Yeah, those, those were added after 1950? Yeah, 40, during 50? McCarthyism. Yeah. Like the fear of communism. And now we have a communist president? No, he's not communist. No, no he's, he's just... Fascist. Fascist. fascist sorry, fascist. fascist. He's just working with communists. He's a fan of fascists. He, he is the epitome of capitalism. Yeah. But he, but he likes fascists. And chilling with he, the communists. He, he wishes that he could be that kind of leader. He wishes he could be a fascist. Yeah. But he's all about self. And he, and he also made... He kind of made the point that people are, are agreeing with where he's like, are you going to take Thomas Jefferson and George Washington down? It's like, yeah, yeah we let's can. do that. They were, they were both assholes. So funny, another, remember I told you I got an argument with another white dude? He actually put up the, uh, a post saying, would you, Martin Luther King was against gay marriage, would you take down his statue? And I'm like, well, I don't give a fuck what Martin Luther King said about marriage because obviously he was cheating on Coretta every goddamn <laughs> so often. So yeah, he I don't give a fuck. Yeah, he isn't the moral authority. Yeah, he's not the moral authority on marriage, but for everything that he did, I would keep his statue for bringing peace and equality or a civil rights movement. And I would argue that keeping George Washington and Thomas Jefferson because they technically were right. Americans, yeah. yeah, we have to teach their flaws. Yeah, wasn't Thomas Jefferson nailing black slaves every day? But I'm fine with them. If you want to I take them, I think he was into mulattoes. Oh, okay. If you want to take them off the money, I'm down with that. Take them off. I'm with it. 
Talk about the money. Our money could just be green pieces of paper with nobody on it. I'm with and, it. And also the thing about MLK is, I don't know if it's true or not, but Bayard Rustin was a gay man who was part of the civil rights movement. And he well, was like MLK's right-hand man. There so there you go. He clearly didn't have that many problems with gay people. Well, obviously this man didn't do a lot of research because, you know, he's posting bullshit on the internet. So, you know. Right. But either way, George Washington and Thomas Jefferson didn't defect and fight the country. Exactly. Yeah. They weren't traitors. It wasn't yeah. about them having slaves. It was that they fought, fought to keep slaves. And y'all went to death saying, no, we need niggas. That's, and that's cool. I mean, yeah. shit, we, we, vel- so, we, we the shit. Look, we know we the shit. They basically broke the union that those two people created to keep slaves. Exactly. Well, I don't know how true it is, but I heard that that some of the language from the uh, Declaration of Independence had to be changed because they was like, well, you saying that, that means we got to let the slaves go. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, all men? Yeah, I mean, the the first line, all men are created equal. Yeah. So, you know. Take out women. There was was some... The country's origins aren't perfect, and this country will never be perfect, but at least we can go no traitors? Right. Yeah. All right. But Trump's comment did leave a black CEO uh, from Merck Enterprises, uh, Kenneth Fraser, to leave his manufacturing council. I'm saying, why it took so long? Like, you, you saw this man three days after office talking about Muslim ban, and you're like, I'm still with. No, wait, I don't that's know. What, that's what's funny about all of this. Yeah. Like, oh, now? Now? Now it's too far? Now? Well, then he, uh, Trump comes back with the thing condemning the white supremacist, and just for the next day or two later, to go back to his original statement. Right. Which then caused a mass exodus. <laughs> They're like, fuck Of fuck uh, fuck business leaders shit. leaving his councils. Because Under Armour is one of his biggest supporters. And he was like, yeah, I gotta go. Yeah. I can't, I can't be part of this. <laughs> And you're, yeah. you're defending you're defending white supremacists. I'm sorry. And you know, instead of self reflecting, this old giant toddler, basically his reply to all of them was these bitches ain't loyal. Yeah. <laughs> it was like I'm not you didn't break up with me, I broke up with you. Right, he's like, if anyone else leaves, they're fired. I, I dumped you. I have a big penis. <laughs> <laughs> but also it's not small. Hell Melania said it's huge. I have abnormal size hands. Um, Tiki Torch, <laughs> Tiki brand products, denounced their products used in the rally. That has what to be of, the shittiest marketing ever. Like, Tiki Torch, what? the torch used by the clay. What kind of fucking dystopia do we live in where Tiki Torches come out against, against Nazis and the president doesn't? Right. Fucking Tiki Torches. Who's been talking about Tiki Torches? Who even thinks about that? I didn't even think about it until now. That is a terrible marketing for them. Okay, all, all of them were why oh, no. tiki torches. Oh, no. you know, the CEO has to be like, oh god damn it. Their statement even said like our products are for backyard and, uses. Yeah, backyard <laughs> uses with your family and friends. Not for beating people. Not backyard minded thinking. Other companies like Apple, LinkedIn, Spotify, GoDaddy, hell, GoDaddy and a couple of other uh hosting sites. Wait, oh, da- Huh? All these people were still on the council? No, no. Oh, these okay. companies started shutting down Nazi accounts. Oh, yeah. Which, why did y'all let them cook in the first place? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> uh, they brought down Stormwatch, the neo-Nazi website. I used to read that. 
Every yeah, I can't. You you, I not, understand you want to know why. Not read thinking. it, but like breeze through the articles and be like, y'all really got too much fucking time when y'all got. They took nice. Streets of Rage and made it racist. It's like, how dare you? That's a great video. How fucking dare game. you fuck with that? That was like one of my favorite video games from my teenage years. Yeah, but um, uh, a number of Trump's black supporters and other Republican supporters came out in favor of the statues. But I will. I don't know what your their end goal is, but a number of Republicans have come out against the statues and the president's statement. So my whole thing is that I've been saying for the longest time that they just put Trump in office so he can sign and do all their bullshit. Yep. And then once he's gone, they'll be like, I didn't vote for the guy. I didn't like him. As you can see, when I said he didn't at this point right here, when I voted against him. So you mean you started talking about him after he signed all the shit you needed him to talk about? Right. Y'all co-signed all his racist nonsense from Jump Street. From Jump. You are all complicit. Like, everybody's praising Mitt Romney. It's like, Mitt Romney showed up at his tower and shook his hand and kissed his ass. Only reason Mitt Romney's talking against him. really kiss his ass? Yeah, no. No, you didn't see that? I I remember the picture. Right. I remember. And they called him Reek. But I I thought Romney had some not so nice things to say about him afterwards. He showed up. After no. he said those not so nice so, things, so yeah, huh? and so, then he said not so nice things recently. He was like, I don't trust him. Wait, right. wait. Uh, uh, Go ahead, Heist. You, you yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a little confused on the time. I remember the picture, the meeting, right? And I remember Romney just like, Ugh. no. So what happened was, because I don't think he endorsed Trump. No, that's the thing. He was a he tried once Trump was like getting like big in office, like Mitt Romney was like, Maybe I should try to get in. Right. But then like as it was like coming down to like Trump like, nah, you're good, he tried to say something against Trump. And then Trump's like, Well maybe I should put you in office. So then Mitt Romney comes and takes that picture and then Trump's like, I was fucking with you. Now you can never say anything about me again because everyone knows you're a bitch and go that's, on about your merry way. And that's what Trump did to all of that's what he did yeah. to who is it? The Zodiac Killer. I don't know. <laughs> Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. <laughs> I, I will always refer to him as the Zodiac Killer. God damn it, Tumblr. Anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, like all that's what he did to Ted Cruz. Yeah. That's what he did to Chris Christie. He, he um, made Chris Christie his bitch, bitch for that very yeah. reason. Um, after the guy from Merck left and a few other things, he Trump did his thing of trying to tweet bad things about their companies yeah. you know, to make their stock drop, and it didn't work. Yeah, the opposite effect. Yeah, because I mean, at this point, Trump's gold. Like if you say, if Trump said, I don't like... Nikes, I might go buy a pair of Jordans. Never yeah. bought a pair of Jordans in my life, but Trump say fuck Nike, I think I'll get some Jordans. Oh, excuse me one second. Takia Thompson, that's that queen's name that uh There you go. Crushed awesome. that cheap ass statue. Takia Thompson. I didn't even think about you go, girl. I didn't even think about that until you said that, but I did notice yeah, that just come down. It like, came down like motherfucking toilet tissue. They look flimsy as hell. They were made flimsy as hell. They were done as rush jobs. Because so, Certain people were saying black people are there fighting with us. Maybe we got to keep them in our place, in their place. Well, well, some were saying maybe we need to give them rights. And others was like, no. And, and hell, a number of monuments went up after the civil rights movement. And let's not forget all the Democrats that left uh, right. and joined the Republicans yeah. after the civil rights thing, right. changing the complexion of both parties and a political spectrum. Yeah, that, that's something that. Which goes into Republicans are fucking racist. Dun, dun, dun. Always, you always have like the internet dullards. I'm sorry for screaming in the mic, but I'm passionate about have this. The, the, the internet, like the Facebook idiots who are like, well, the KKK started in the Democratic Party. Yes. And, and then, then they, they switched fucking and sides. And then they defected after Lyndon Johnson passed all the civil rights laws. 
Why do why do why do people you bring have that shit up? to because they think they can win the argument by not knowing the whole story. I've seen it's it's people who know one part of the Bible and will hold on to that and use that as their argument, but then you'll bring in a right. the, the real part. shit and they're like or the, or the full thing and they be like, like uh, 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 do you uh, wear uh, polyester? Then you're going to hell. Do you like do you like shrimp? Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to Red Lobster later. Because uh, there's, there's, there's a special place in hell for people who like shrimp. Just saying. Were you laying in bed with your wife while she was menstruating? <laughs> hell, nigga. Yep. Hell. Yep. Both of you are filthy. Uh, <laughs> I'm saving everybody a table in hell, just so you know. Oh, thank you. I mean, because heaven seems so hard to get into. Hey, there's a reason people call me the hellion. I fully accept where I'm going. It oh, wait. I don't believe there is a hell. I'm good. Yeah. Never mind. Neo-paganism. <laughs> is that the theme for neo-paganism? <laughs> They start every meeting with Elliot doing that noise. If, if that's true, I may convert. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Do that again. Oh. I, I showed up just. You for don't me. tell a black man to do things. Seriously, I, what the fuck are you thinking? We are talking about race. You gonna uh, demand a black man to make noise for you? Do you want us to shuck and jive too, motherfucker? Dance, boy. There is no coonery and buffoonery going on here. You can go find Diamond and Silk and do that shit. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> oh, but seriously, can you do it again? <laughs> That's awesome. I'm gonna I'll become a pagan just because of that. People ask me, it's like, why, why are you a pagan? Because of the theme's <laughs> music. What about the beliefs? And, you know, I don't uh, give a fuck. They make noises. <sighs> that would be great. That would and be. now you know my pagan power. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but back to Takia Thompson. Get back on the subject. Go ahead, Queen. Go, girl. Uh, I would also like to give a shout out to everybody in Durham, North Carolina that came out. And admitted their part in bringing Brav the statue. The fuck that oh. was amazing. That's how you ally. That's how you ally. A number of uh, black uh, Trump surrogates came out, like Diamond and Silk and all those other fucking Them bitches. Ass. Fuck they look. Fuck y'all. Coons, buffoons. What's the other one? Minstrels. Yeah. Minstrels. Yeah. <laughs> Shucking and jiving ass girls. Yeah, I, I I really hate them. I mean, I do too. Yeah, like. I hate, I hate all of them. But did you see the video? I didn't. And I didn't even know. It was a different one. Uh, on CNN, two black Trump supporters were in tears over Trump's statement with the whole both side thing. How how fucked in the head do you have to be? Who who, who you think you with? You ain't with me. I mean, shit. Like, <laughs> who do you think you're if with? If it come down to some shit, like, nah, you go take your ass off. Do you really think? He's with this. Y'all, y- y- this broke y'all, but him saying, telling <laughs> the police to beat people. Him saying beat up protesters during the election, that's cool. Nah, now I, y'all draw the line. Look, it's, 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 been, it's been over 90 days. You can't return this shit now. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 like, if you would have been like, oh, if it, if it was like day 89 and you'd be yeah. like, oh, I fucked up. Oh, cool. Come back. But it's, yeah. it's what? How many days has it been presidency? It's over 100. So it's been, it's been over 200. Even with a receipt, you ain't coming back. Speaking of Trump's black seg- surrogates, though, <laughs> Omarosa Manigault oh, shit. thought it'd be a great idea to attend the National Association of Black Journalists. Didn't they invite her? Yeah. Did she know that was a trap? The fuck were well, they? them inviting her at the last minute caused uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones of the New York Times <laughs> to fuck, drop out. Fuck this shit. 
she was the moderator. She dropped out. And one other person <laughs> dropped out. It's like, nope. Nope. I'm the off moderator. This. The fucking moderator is like, I'm good. Nope. I prepared. She prepared like months for this shit. It was like, exactly. I'm good. You know what? <laughs> nah, I'm, uh, nah. 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 Nope. No, thank you. Nah, son. I'm not with the shits here. Uh, so, yeah. They bring her out. She tells a story about how uh, she lost her dad to violence and her brother violence. And they got to asking her about Trump's policies on the police. Yeah. You know, his whole thing of saying, and rightfully so. Go, you know, saying, go ahead, fuck brothers up. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. He said thugs. Yeah. Which but is. We know what that's well, code for. Is it? Mm-hmm. We, we we found out in, when Richard Sherman went off on his tangent that thug is just replacing for nigga. Just, just be real. Don't, Pretty much. Don't, don't yeah. bullshit me. She wouldn't even talk about it. She's like, after I came out here and talked about my family, y'all want to come at me with this? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. That's the fucking reason we invited you. You're his we, you, you, you just came into a room full of black reporters. Look, I don't know. How Why you, would you do that? General Agbar was up there like, bitch, it's a trap. We all know it's a trap. Why are you going to this trap? It's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> first of all, first of all, you fucked up. You fucked up. How'd I fuck up? I know why. He's an admiral. Yes. <laughs> I apologize. It's General Leia and General Adel- Solo. Admiral Agra. I apologize. I apologize. Lando Calrissian was a general as oh, well. well <laughs> he didn't even do shit. He just wore Han Solo's What are you talking about? Let me finish. All he did was f- wear Han Solo's clothes, fly the Millennium Falcon. That was his ship first. There, there we'll see. No, there's no Lando hate here. There's no Lando hate. I love Lando. I'm just saying. That was a weird scene when I'm he was sorry. wearing Han Solo's clothes. And you know it was a weird scene. He was not wearing Han's clothes. He was, was wearing his general's uniform. That's a general's uniform? Oh, you mean at the end of Empire yeah. Strikes Back. Yeah. Weird shit. He was kind of yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah, he that was, was wearing Han's clothes, flying weird. Han's ship, and riding with Han's bitch. Just saying. Did you just call Chewbacca a bitch? Oh, I was talking about Leia. When didn't she didn't go with them. I, I, I ain't seen what was I'm old. I smoke Leia weed. was back at the station with Luke. and What the hell is wrong with I you? I fucked up the story. Look. Look, get back to the original point. Lando no, was wearing Han's clothes. You just I did. I ain't seen Star Wars in a minute, bro. I saw Star Wars back in 1977. <laughs> you old motherfucker. <laughs> at the Village Theater, <laughs> and it was a double feature with Silver Streak starring Richard Pryor oh and Gene God. Wilder. You old. jealous right now, though, ain't you? I feel Actually, old now. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really wish I could go to the movie theater and see good-ass movies like that. Although I did see Dunkirk, and Dunkirk's pretty and You good. want to talk about a movie that would never be made today? Silver Streak. They could yeah. never make that movie. Oh, no. The blackface scene. Nope. Mm, no. That's nope. right. That's right. We bad. We bad. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. But yeah, I apologize. Star Wars. I, I, my Star Wars history, it, it, it's my fault. But I, I know the general story. Black guy. But you don't know movie. the admiral story. Um, You're right. Yeah. I, I, honestly, fuck all of Trump's black surrogates. Fuck Omarosa, all them. But did you see that meme that's been spreading around where uh, it's the alt-right dudes at the top, like marching that Friday night, August 18th? At 8 o'clock, and it shows them protesting. Uh-huh. It shows the same time down at the bottom with a white woman hugging a black dude. And the caption's like, my boyfriend's out with some of his loser friends right now, so I invited you over. That, that should be a black.com scenario. <laughs> get on that. Black.com, please get on that. that is, please. I, we need this. White supremacist we, we, girlfriend we, invites over a black, black dude. 
<laughs> we, we 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 need this to happen. Don't 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 make Majay do it. <laughs> hey, look, I got scripts for days. I write porn scripts in my one underwear. All, All right, right, moving no. along. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I recently saw an article on a website called The Good Men Project, subtitled of the, <laughs> the conversations no one is having. Yeah, I saw it originally on medium.com, but it was taken from the goodmanproject.com and it was an article written about six other articles cuz that's how journalism worked nowadays. Right. Yeah. But one of the uh, articles that it referenced was an AARP study from 2000, 2010 where one in 3 adults have reported chronic Loneliness, huh? They're lonely and depressed about it. Right. So, um, let me let, let, ahead, let, let me finish. I'm, I'm bringing my two cents in. And research shows that between 1999 and 2010, suicides among men over 50 rose 50 percent. That's terrible shit. And the New York Times reported. That suicide rates of middle-aged men was 21.3 deaths per 100,000 people, whereas women were 1.8 per 100,000. Whoa. Hmm. So, um, yeah. Let me, this is, this is kind of an issue. Let me. Kind of. This is a huge issue. Yeah. (laughs) It's real. Like. Yeah. And it gets really real. Um. An article called the the lethality. Oh, let me rephrase. <laughs> you sound like Trump now. God Give damn. me my beer back. I am a little bit <laughs> drunk right now. I am on my uh, third or fourth golden monkey. Belgian style triple with added spice. That says Belgian style triple. You know, reading <laughs> with added 9. spice. Nine point five. That's why we so fucked up. It's enough, bitch. We drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm drunk, Lil. And you know what, Lil? <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I just quoted Eddie Murphy Raw. <laughs> Probably the most racist and sexist stand-up comedy bit ever. Have you not watched Comedy View? homophobic. Oh, Comedy View is just bad. But that's besides the point. <laughs> back but, to the... Uh, well, back to the issue. I, so... Well, in the lethality of loneliness by Judith Shulevitz. Now, mind you, these are women doing these. Yeah. Doing these research. And my drunk ass is going to try to read her quote. Oh. Emotional isolation is ranked as high a factor for mortality as smoking. God damn. Wow. A partial list of physical diseases thought to be caused by or exacerbated by loneliness include Alzheimer's, mm. obesity, mm-hmm. diabetes, I don't get it. high blood pressure, heart disease, Neurodegenerative diseases. My drunk ass pulled that word off. Beautiful. And even cancer and tumors can metastasize. But I'm fuck up metastasize. <laughs> and then I say it perfectly right when I realize I said it wrong. Faster and lonely people. Well, think about it. If you're lonely and depressed, you're going to eat more. You're not going to exercise. That will build up obesity, diabetes, and high blood pressure and heart disease on you really quick. Yeah. I feel you. But so, y'all know I smoke weed. Um, 
Really? I don't think we knew that. Never. never I, I think this is the very first time any of us. Uh, I am shocked. Oh, wow. I am shocked and surprised. And, and I can't even pull this off because we all fucking know. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Well, I'll continue. <laughs> so I remember watching this, this documentary and this weed dealer said, like, this, this, one of the craziest things I've ever thought about is, like, if you got weed, you got friends. And being a pothead, like I, be, like I was, I did go through the press stage where I was like, I just want to be at home and I don't want to talk to anybody. And I just want to just like be in my shit. Right. But as I like found cannabis at like that age, like twenty five ish, like I started talking to like a lot more people, and it generally was like, yo, I got weed. You want to smoke and have a conversation? So, and most of the people I was smoking at the time were like a lot of comedians too. So like, comedians are the press as fuck. Right. So like yeah. hearing them like smoke with them and like have them talk, I'm like, this is therapy for you. Like, you just opened up. You had a whole emotional thing, and this is this is beautiful. Like, you should do this more often. And obviously, we did because you know comedians, degenerates and shit. <laughs> but I remember that line from um, Half Baked, where it was the, the parent, the dad, and the son in the same room. Like they're in like different windows, and like the son smoking weed and the dad smoking weed is like Chappelle comes on and is like, see. These people have trouble trying to talk to each other, but if they came together with the common goal of smoking weed, they would build a connection. Right. So I don't know where I'm going with this, but I'm just saying I kind of feel for people who are like going through this old age where they're like, I'm depressed and I'm lonely when there's so many people out there who just really want to talk and be friends. And it's it's so shitty that people go through this where they feel alone. When well, I'm so currently reading a book called The Necronaut. It's about a government project where they find a way to make it to the afterlife. Awesome. Using a spaceship. That's cool. And there's a pretty interesting part where these, uh, this father and daughter, the daughter's the main character, mm -hmm. bond and talk over a joint. Mind you, it takes place in like the year 29106 or some shit like that. I'm but that's it. The Necronaut by R.N. Jordan. You can find it on Amazon. I'm with it. Uh, it's 140 pages, a quick read, and really, really good. Yeah. Because imagine. Oh, yeah, it's really funny because the U.S. military wants to put a military base in heaven. But uh, <laughs> Wait, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. But let's go back to the story. Let's go back to the point. Yeah. I'm, yeah. But yeah, yeah. What you just said going to get into a point of mine later on that I'll revisit. Oh, um, and I'm glad you uh, mentioned that. Another researcher uh, by the name of Niobe Way states, research shows us that boys in early adolescence express deeply fulfilling emotional connections and love for each other. By the time we reach adulthood, that sense of connection evaporates. I don't... Yeah, I, I, I'm not completely on board with that right, either. But let, yeah. This catastrophic loss, a loss we somewhat assume men will simply adjust to, they do not. Millions of men are experiencing a sense of loss deep enough that haunts them even though they are engaged in fully realized relationships, marriages, and families. Hmm. So they go on to say one of the things that make these men around 19 years old kind of distance themselves from their relationships is that they don't want to be perceived as being gay. I can believe that. Yeah. Now, I don't think me or Maje would have that problem. I don't want to assume with you. All right. I grew up in the inner city in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Me and my friends lost friends to violence and so forth. Right. 
So we, I'm in my 40s, and once a year, we all get together. Right. We make sure we all get together. People come from other states, and we all get together for one big barbecue at least once a year. Yeah. But we didn't have that. We got the, you know, you had your boy. Oh, man, they so close. They must be gay. Right. And we'd be like, you can say whatever you want, but if you touch them, I'll fucking kill you. Right. <laughs> yeah. I have friends like that to this day. Like, exactly. We, we, we knew that we can lose a friend that easily. Yeah. That we became protective. Right. The I am my, my brother's keeper I tell mentality. My, I tell my right. best friends, like, as I get off the phone, I love you. Because we've had two of our best friends killed. And one mm-hmm. of my my guy was like, you never know when's the last time you have a conversation with somebody. Mm-hmm. So I end all my yeah. conversations with like my best friends with I love you. Because if this is the last thing you ever hear me say, you know is I loved you. Um, I may have mentioned before, uh, the guy who produced our theme music, my buddy Marshawn, uh, his wife Renee, rest in peace Renee, uh, used to make fun of us saying that we were... A gay couple on the side because well we were tight we yeah. know each other we also had okay my thing of giving my friends nicknames you know yeah i got friends such as sunshine bear and fish, what? And fish stick <laughs> sunshine bear. What? and sprocket how did he get sunshine bear sunshine bears is she how did she get sunshine bear moving along but Marshawn's nickname for me was Jack Skeleton. Up until the age of 26, I was six foot two, 150 something pounds. Yeah. A toothpick with a big ass head. Yeah. And after that De La Soul second album, De La Soul is Dead, there was that skit where they, where one of them tells an uh, interviewer that his name is Scrotum. And I went, I want a friend named Scrotum. And Marshawn was the first friend I saw after that, so he was Scrotum. <laughs> he hates you, Justin. <laughs> so. His wife would hear me go, hey, Scrotum. Hey, Jack Skeleton. She's like, oh, y'all even got pet names for each other. <laughs> oh, no. Did you go deeper than Scrotum? Like, you call him Scrotes? <laughs> I have called him Scrotilla. I'm with it. <laughs> but we heard those. That sounds like a missing He-Man character. <laughs> <laughs> we of a generation where the gay joke was appropriate got yeah. those yeah but with me and my friends we didn't get upset by it we was like whatever that's my boy i love him like a brother to me hell marshawn's neat daughters called me uncle elliot it's 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 just that but think about if you grew up in like small town iowa yeah before right. that. and you got a tight friendship with someone that then everybody's talking about it so yeah that would make you distance yourself but in the same note, when you turn 19, once you're getting out of high school, you got college. You're thinking about what your future is. You go to school, different places. You move to different sides of the country. You can actually just lose contact. So yeah. something like that is I. It does put a strain on a relationship. Yeah. A friendship yeah. is a relationship. Am I everybody in agreement? Yeah. So they say even those in fully fulfilled relationships married children family have that need to crack open the cold room with the boys <laughs> to quote yeah. a meme yeah it's a form of release it's a form of connection i may have said on the show before that, why are you chuckling you said release <laughs> okay <laughs> that's funny but it's those friendships that help 
could be fulfilled. I, I've always believed, whenever I hear a woman say, I am not one of those women that like the company of other women. Right. That's I'm weird. like, well, why aren't you comfortable with your own people, with your own group, those who share your own experience? Right, exactly. I have friends of a lot of different nationalities, but when I hang out with a group of black friends, it's right now. It's a different feel. Right. Yeah. I was at a party last night where there were five black people and 20 white people. All the black people were in the corner on the couch. Yes. And it wasn't because we were racist. It was just like, I feel comfortable around y'all. Like, y'all. We, yeah. yeah, we will mingle, say hey. But there is that familiarity. Yeah. That shared experience that will bring. It's why if two black dudes end up at a party together and they don't know each other. And we give the obligatory black people's nod. Yes. Which means that <laughs> in case of a fire, we are the two niggas who are going to make it out of this bitch. Everybody else did, but we sticking together it, and it getting the to go fuck there. out. Okay, I, it just I, had to go I, I, I took it as, hey, hey, we know what this is. Oh, I always thought, like, just in case shit goes wrong, if, if I give you If you need deny, some help with microaggression, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I, I wasn't even thinking about the disaster or fire. Nah, see, I, I look Magic at it like... Magic takes everything yeah, to the extreme. You know, bro, he's all about jetpacks bro, and fires. Bro, bro, if I give you the nod and shit go down, I know if I throw your pistol... You got my back. We going back to back like motherfucking lethal weapon. And I don't even know your name, but we gave each other a nod. We are surviving this shit because black stick together with a nod. If I don't give you a nod, I don't give a fuck about you. Jason can walk in this motherfucker right now. We are the two oh, brothers fuck. walking out with the credits rolling like, that was some shit. Hey, bro, what's your name? <laughs> Damn shame about those white people. <laughs> Why did they just stand in the corner screaming? That was weird. <laughs> We also there's, didn't. There's an open door right there. We also didn't have to lock that door, but you know. All right, back to the story. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I've actually gotten into an argument with a, with a friend where they were talking about, well, you're in a relationship, so you don't know. It's like, no. It's like a relationship cannot be the be all end all of your life. You have to have friendships. Yeah. You yeah. have to have people that you can talk to about stuff that you don't talk to with your partner. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand people who don't like want to spend time with their friends. Like right. I want to like I mean I'm the, I'm the, I'm the kind of person who doesn't like actively like text my friends, but I still need to see you like right. in a 3 month span. Like look, let me see you. How you doing? How's life? You good? Let me tell you about my life. Cool. Let's have a beer. And let's watch this football game go on. I got some friends on Facebook every 2 weeks. They get together for poker, stogies. Yeah. yeah. Nighttime grilling some brothers from uh, around the neighborhood I grew up in. Yeah. I, every Saturday morning when I look at Facebook and I see them all doing the thing, I'm like, it, it warms my heart. Yeah. To know that these brothers are still together 20 something years later, that bond is still there. And then when we have the once a year meetup, it's right. just love. It, it, it gels. And, yeah. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, ladies, if your husband wants to go out and hang out with the boys once every two weeks, it's a good idea to let him. Yeah. Yeah. Not that he doesn't love you or your kids, but he needs that release. And in the same token, even though the numbers don't say it, I'm willing to believe it's the same for you. I would have to believe so. Oh, yeah. We all love to hang with our people, those who share our life experiences, those who share our fears. Exactly. Our hopes for the future. Those who know us in a way that nobody else can. Yeah. Black men know black men the way nobody else can. A black woman knows a black woman the way nobody else can. Yeah. Shout out to black women. Shout out. 
y'all, y'all queens doing big things. All right. If you have not watched The Defenders on Netflix, feel free to turn off the show now. Come back when you're done. I loved it. All right. So Friday, I marathoned all eight episodes of the, of the Defenders. Not Same. going to bed till like two, two o'clock in the morning. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. I've only seen a couple, a little bit pieces of it. So again, also I don't give a fuck about spoilers. I'm like it's Defenders. <laughs> I, on a scale to one to ten, give it an eight. Yeah, that sounds about right. I liked it. I mean, it wasn't flawless, but it was it was great. So, do you think it makes up for Punchy McFist Fist? Iron Fist? Fist? Yes. It does. does One percenter golf. It, it, it actually suffered from the Iron Man 2 effect. Iron Man 2 was not a great movie because it was rushed to get to Defenders. Right. Iron Fist was rushed to get to Defenders. That's why it sucked. But you see right in this movie a fully realized Iron Fist where his issues are clearly defined and actually become an issue for the team. And they act, his inability to just think things through and the fact that he's so impulsive, it does. It becomes like an issue where they're just like, you need to slow your roll. And he mm-hmm. won't listen to them. And these are like more polished, more experienced heroes. Right. You know, Daredevil had been active for a while. Yeah. Luke had been active for a little longer, a little longer. And, yeah. in jail. and Jessica, she was. And Jessica's Jessica. She, she, she knows shit. the streets. Yeah, Jessica's just smarter than everybody yeah. anyway. <laughs> She's just way smarter than She's everybody. such a badass. I love I, I, I love Kristen Ritter's uh, yeah. Yeah. portrayal of Jessica. I love the Jessica Jones books. Yeah. I don't like the watered-down Jessica when she's not in her own book. Yeah, when she's mm. in Avengers. And, yeah, I was When she's in her. Avengers or and Power Man and Iron Fist. She's basically there just to nag Luke. Yeah. Which is not her role. No, but alcoholic, self-destructive, depressed. I love it. Right. I mean, finally, a superhero that speaks to me. My my favorite <laughs> relationship, like, as much as I liked all of them, the Matt Murdock-Jessica Jones relationship. When he's first following her mm-hmm. to try to track her, and she realizes that he's tracking her, and then she starts tracking him. Because she's just that good, and she figures out who he is. Yeah, yeah spoilery. She, she even figures out like all of his past as well with yeah. his dad. Yeah, even breaks down the mental aspects of it. Yeah. She profiles his ass. Yeah. yeah. No, that's why I liked her in, Which in the series. Like, she was... It's like, she's an actual detective. Unlike you know a certain billionaire, she's actually portrayed as a detective. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, Bruce Wayne don't uh, he, he doesn't do any detective. He ain't on soft crimes. He just beats the shit out of people. He beats he beats up he, mentally ill people. Yeah. Um. But yeah, let's explore the uh, the relationships. The conversations Luke and Danny had, where they will be buddies, then clash. I thought were great, or clash yeah. and then buddies. Yeah. Were great. I'm like, that's Power Man and Iron Fist. Yeah. yeah. There's this. I like you. I like you, but we're two different people. Yeah. Right. Um, from the comics, that is also a big conflict. But when Danny Rand was dating Misty Knight, yeah, yeah, Danny Rand and Misty are kind of like that yeah. star-crossed lover thing. Even though they have it as Colleen and, and Danny at this point. Yeah, and, and and I'm cool with that. Yeah, but it's that Danny's being rich, and Danny's being secluded for a number of years in a Right, secretive cult, yeah, kind of clashes with other people and him not being able to connect, and they transfer it that well. I like Luke's speech to him 
where he's pretty much like, you don't know what it's like. I'm trying to protect one person in this neighborhood so he doesn't go bad. And he's, and he's just like, fuck it, I'm out of this. Like, I'm not working with this guy. I really like how how they kept bringing up him being broke. Yeah. And I'm like, heroes for hire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah is it, I thought that's what the... I mean, I know the Defenders is like separate, but I'm like, isn't this going to... Now, let's... From what you said, let's, let's clarify yeah. this. None of these characters were original defenders. Right. The only character on all of these shows who was an original defender is uh, Patsy Walker, uh, Jessica's adopted sister, who is based on the Marvel superhero Hellcat, who was a founding member of the Defenders with Doctor Strange, the Hulk, the Submariner, and Valkyrie. She's the one that does the radio show, Trish, uh, Trish Walker. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so basically the rest of the Defenders are all in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. <laughs> so why did they just call this Heroes for Hire? They felt like the Defenders name fit better. Yeah. Okay. Uh, whereas, yeah, all the characters with the exception of Daredevil all participated in Heroes for yeah, Hire. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. In fact, they all have done stints as Defenders yes. at one point. Like Luke Cage actually is with them for a minute. Like he was with them for, for a couple issues. Right. Uh -huh. And during the Secret Defenders, they joined him and uh, Iron Fist joined with um, <laughs> Deadpool. Oh, that's I may have mentioned this on a previous episode, but it's one of my favorite moments. Deadpool goes up to Luke Cage, shakes his hand, does the Soul Brother handshake. Look what it is, what it was, what it will be, what <laughs> And then he turns around and looks at Iron Fist. And just starts laughing because Iron Fist had the most ridiculous costume. Yeah, but he goes like, "I know you're a bad motherfucker, but those shoes because he had these weird the, 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 the ballerina shoes, the old yeah. ba Iron Fist ballerina shoes." I like the new. I really do like the way they made them all look now. Yeah. Another thing I like whenever Daredevil put on his outfit, it just because just rode his ass. Like, oh look, there it is. <laughs> it's like nice ears. They're horns. <laughs> I got She was watching. just she was just giving everybody shit. I loved it. But that's what she does, and I'm here so well. Since I I haven't seen all the episodes, like hearing that it's actually good, I'm like I kind of need my girlfriend to hurry up and finish. I I didn't think they'd meet until like the fourth episode, but they did fairly early. Yeah, they interacted early. Like the reviewers for the show were wrong. Like they did interact. Okay, early. really early. Yeah, I was wondering how did Luke Cage meet Danny Rand, then meet. Well, oh, the thing is, they were all investigating a same situation yeah, from right. different you're angles. Right. It, you're right. I, I forgot I, all about that. I'm going to go on a limb. As, as much as I enjoyed the first Avengers movie, it actually made more sense for them to be working together than yeah. for the Avengers. They weren't all forced together. Like, they actually came together in a way that seemed natural. Okay. Right. Uh, Daredevil came to... Uh, Matt Murdock came to Jessica's legal aid because Foggy needed somebody to represent her. Right. Yet separate from his new law firm with Hogarth. Right. So, yeah, that made sense that he was there and that they were wondering who each other were and filling each other out. Um, oh, my God, the stuff with Luke and Jessica, the sexual tension the sex there. Yeah. Even though he's with Colleen Wing, I mean, not Colleen with Wing, Claire. Was, with Claire right now, they still had that sexual tension. Yeah. I, honestly, like, when he got with Claire, I was like, I know the story. Like him and Jessica get together, have a child. Like, well, as Heister pointed out on another episode, or maybe that episode that never aired that may see the light of day one day, where it was just me and Heister. <gasps> um, Mystery. 
you said he did have a thing with the character, the night nurse. With Claire initially. In like, the comics. When his back books in like first the 70s. started. Yeah, when his book first started, it was it was clear. So yeah, it's not completely out of out of the ballpark. But yeah. then right around the time that then the comics it took him longer to clear his name. Right around the time he cleared his name and he became it became Power Man and Iron Fist, she left him. Oh. Is the Night Nurse gonna get her own series? Does she really need one? Not really. She no. doesn't, but would you I mean, to have that glue in the Marvel Universe is like a nurse taking care of superheroes. I would want it. I, would, I, I think she will always be there. I will say I'm glad that they didn't Coulson her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, was, that was my fear. Okay. I was like, oh, she's the character that's in every series. They're going to kill her. Now, I thought she was going to be the main so- source of conflict. That's Because she too. had relationships with, she's in a relationship with Luke and had one with Matt. Right. Luke is in a relationship with Claire and had one with Jessica. Right. I thought they were, and I thought they were going to build with him and Danny, with them having no connection, so they were able to start a easier friendship. And he also has that connection with Misty, where they slept together in the Luke Cage series. Yeah, yeah. Luke Cage fucking everybody, pretty much. And Adam, I mean, it's... the MCU is like Black dot com. <laughs> <laughs> Probably Trish at some point. Oh, speaking of Misty, I was really happy she had a lot of tick in the episode in the show. Okay, cool. her and Colleen were integral parts of the series, the and I'm really happy and, about that. The second that she and Colleen were in the same scene together, I was like, yes, just them two. Yes. So, I know Miss Knight gets an arm. Does that happen in the show? Yeah, she loses an arm, and when she wakes up in the hospital, armless, Colleen is sitting there. Yeah. So they've already establish the relationship of the daughters of the dragon. Yeah. Because she saved Colleen and, and Claire's life. That's how she lost her arm. Yeah. And they established that the hospital that she's in is owned by Danny Rand and on the edge of high tech technology. Nice. <laughs> so, they, so they don't so have to bring Tony Stark in. because They don't have to bring comics. Tony in to give her the bionic arm. Gotcha. Okay. Although that would be a cool crossover. It would have been cool if they were talking in the hospital and Tony Stark came in and go, hey, hurry about what you did. Thanks for blah, 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 blah. We're going to take care of that. <laughs> that would have been awesome. That would, I would have I pissed myself a little Because they've actually talked to Robert Downey Jr. It's like, you know how he is. He's like, he's down with playing Tony Stark anywhere. Yeah. It's like, it's not like he needs the money. He just likes playing Tony Stark. Uh, dream idea for me is during Infinity War movie, while the Avengers and everybody else are off in space. Mm-hmm. They go, Earth is being attacked. And Dr. Strange goes, don't worry, it's being defended. And they show the Defenders, shields fighting off the attack, also introducing Moon Knight and any new characters that they have. Just that scene. Ghost Rider. Just that scene. Just that scene alone will make everybody go, yes. I mean, you can you you can establish everything as a whole and set up the future in that. Coulson with his shield, where everybody's like, "Yeah, I got died." But but imagine (laughs) you see, imagine seeing Moon Knight show up in that scene. Imagine seeing who else hasn't been it. The Eternals pop up in that scene. Yeah, dude, if Cersei popped up, not Cersei Lannister, Cersei of the Eternals popped up, I'd I'd be like, "Yes, her and Dane Whitman, the Black Knight." Yeah, that would be a great moment. To establish the new Avengers. But they probably won't do that. Who knows? I was just... During the Defenders, I was thinking about Moon Knight. And I was also watching season two of Daredevil. Mm -hmm. When they were talking about the... What was it? What they call it? The devil... 
effect or something like the devil ab- devil's advocate effect or something where a bunch of new vigilantes were popping up because doppelganger something yeah 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 a bunch of new ones were popping but up. i i would love to see that moon knight is one of them I would love. I mean, we talked about this before. Having and I want it to be show. the Warren Ellis Moon Knight. But Moon yes. Knight was Mr. Knight. Yeah. Where the he's Mr. driving around in the, in the limo. Just yeah. jumping out of his car, beating up people. Yeah. Yeah. Moon that Knight. would be great. I, I would just want a Moon Knight episode, each episode done with a new director. That, well, that's how they do it with all of them. I know, but like a very different, distinct art that's style. Right. Again, I want Tim Burton do an episode of Moon Knight. It'd be Claymation. People get their head cut off. I'm not mad at that. Yeah, just <laughs> fuck that that, w- that one when he like invades the the apartment building. Yes, yeah. I am not mad at that. That would actually fit the fact that he's got fucking mental issues. Yeah, and that, yeah. that's why I'm bringing up like who would play Moon Knight though? Who would be a good Moon Knight? I want to say Ben Affleck, but that's just me being <laughs> just wanting. Ben I'm Af- sorry, that would be kind of funny. Christian Bale. <laughs> I, yeah, that would be kind of funny because it's a. Because he's basically Batman in the MCU. Yeah, he's he's just Batman. no, but someone who didn't play Batman, Colin Farrell. Ooh, no, I would, I'm with it. I'm with it. So that would be the second time that he fights Daredevil. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I like it. I'm with it. But back to Dare, uh, to the, the Defenders, um, Sigourney Weaver's character thoughts. I was kind of shocked that she went out the way she did. She kind of went out like Deep Blue Sea. Okay, I was kind of thoughts on the character, not the character. on the character. <laughs> so she dies, huh? Yeah, I, I, I was just going on. We, we giving away a no. I was disappointed. I was disappointed that she wasn't stronger. Hmm. Like, Sigourney, she was good. Like, she, it was good acting, <clears throat> but I feel like they weakened her character as it went on. Well, they, and then they introduced her as having cancer. Right. So, yeah, she was significantly weaker, but she ended up winning and losing at the same time. Right. Um, so before, I mean, not to cut in, but before I started watch or seeing who she was, I thought she was Maganucci. Um, I'm a huge Punisher fan, so mm-hmm. Maganucci was like a, a mafia crime boss. Oh. And I was like, that would be the glue to tie them all together. But, but wasn't she in a wheelchair? No, after the Punisher threw her to a polar bear, she got into a wheelchair. That's right. Yeah. The Punisher threw some chick to a polar bear. It's the Garth Ennis version of the Punisher. That'll do it. Garth Ennis so, is one of my favorite writers. And he, he eventually kills her by throwing her through a plate glass window. <laughs> he punts her back into the fire. Yeah, into a burning <laughs> building. So you just see the panel of her getting punted back into the burning building with this look she on her face j- like... She jumps out with no arms, no legs, and is gnawing on Punisher's boots. I'm going to get you anyway, motherfucker. He's like, bitch... May I Feel add good. that I was happy that the Punisher did not show up. Actually, I am too. I, was, I, was I too. am too. He's not a defender. He's, he's not, not a hero. He's, yeah, yeah. Look, I'm a huge Punisher fan, but after Elliot talked to me numerous times, like, nah, he's a fucking psychopathic killer. He's who just, not a hero. He just loves to kill people. When he shows up in the hospital in Daredevil Season 2, that hey. shit freaked me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, this is a goddamn spree shooter. Mm-hmm. This no, is he, not a hero. He is. That's. I won't go so far as to say he's a free shooter because he he's targeted. He he's he knew he wanted, but that he did it without realizing the fear and chaos he was starting. Also, Karen becomes friends with him later. He was shooting at her too. Yeah. Oh, and then oh, his last scene with her pretty much showed everything though. He, when they were talking, having a good time, and he told her, "Go hide behind that that counter," because. 
I'm about to murk everybody. That was my yeah. look. I love, and she, that's when she knew yeah, he was fucked up. Look, look, I'm a huge punch fan, but he he's fucked a, up. He shot a dude point blank in the face. I'm gonna go ahead and say that I I've overall been very happy with the Marvel Netflix shows. Yeah, yeah. Iron Fist is the only while suffering from the Iron Man two effect of being rushed. Right, the whole thing of. Uh, mental illness and child abuse. Yeah. Underlining theme, I think, was a great idea. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the show could have been better, but it did establish a Danny Rand that can get away from the white savior character that he was. And they did touch on some of that in Defenders, too. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they kind of glossed over it a little bit, but they did talk about that, like, the training and the the kind of torture that they went through. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Colleen Wing and the young lady that plays Colleen Wing is just <gasps> Colleen Wing. When Claire calls her the foundation of the Defenders, yes, and I was like, "How the fuck is that?" And then I went, "Danny is who they all have to rally around, and Dan- and she is Danny's strength." Yeah, mm. she is the foundation, is the foundation. <laughs> of the Defenders. Yeah, <laughs> and then when she just jumps back in the fight, takes Claire with her, and Misty follows. I was like, yes. My only real complaint with the Defenders, not enough Patsy Walker. I agree. Okay. I agree. Being the only real original Defender, I think it would have been cool for her to pop up one with one of Nuke's pills and get back in the fight. That's what I thought was going to happen. When, when there was that one scene where she was in danger, I thought, okay, she's going to take one of Nuke's pills and she's going to start kicking ass. I remember she did throw him out the window, or yeah. Jessica threw him out the window, yeah. but they can be retrieved. Yeah. At least a couple, maybe. But it, it would have been cool to see Hellcat in it. But Misty, even for her short bit, and Colleen being part of the final fight scene, I thought was great. Yeah. Foggy and Karen was piss- were pissing me off. <laughs> Foggy, I can understand. The whole Karen thing annoys me because I feel like her character is not well-written most of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like the actress has a lot of charm, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah Deborah Ann Worrell is really great. Yeah, but... She, she cute. Foggy, I get. I get why he's pissed off because if anybody finds out what Matt has been doing, his career is over. Like, he's done. But he also is the one that took him to costume. And He's the one that he knew. Yeah, yeah. And he did recognize that he, Foggy did recognize, I'm like, wait, if Jessica Jones, this woman shouting, shrouded in mystery and superpowers, and Luke Cage, the unbreakable man, how did Madam Gal call him? The unbreakable man and the unstoppable girl? Yeah. <laughs> or something is like, she has, she had some name for Jessica that was. Funny. I thought it was some, it was the unstoppable woman or yeah. yeah I think it was the unstoppable woman. I like yeah. that. And and the devil's a hell kitchen and and Danny Rand millionaire multi billionaire Foggy recognized that whatever it was they were fighting it had to be big. Yeah. If these three dynamic characters needed him, needed Daredevil, he knew that. Daredevil needed to be there, but Karen. Well, maybe she was coming from a place a place where she, her attraction to Matt and wanting to be with him shrouded what he needed to do. You know what I mean? That seems to be the yeah. case with her all the time, though. She's a character of multiple conflicts, anyway. Yeah, and that I think she's cool, interesting, but also they put too much 
mystique about her. Yeah. yeah. Like the whole thing with her brother, and we don't know what the fuck that's about. I, I mean, I have to be honest. One of my biggest problems with Daredevil season two is too much focus on Karen. Like I didn't want to, I didn't want to see that much of her. Like a lot of people complain about Elektra, and it's like I didn't mind the Elektra stuff. It was like, I'm, I did not care about her investigation. So. Now, being that this was done by Marvel TV, which is connected with Marvel Comics, which is a separate entity from Marvel movies, mm-hmm. how are they able to do these shows so well yet still fuck up something like The Inhumans? Because well, I think it's B team, like. I mean, the humans are like B team, but like no, they're C team. Okay, C team. And I said it as a humans fan. They are not. They okay, are not. so for me, all the B team is like the Marvel Knights characters, who are like street level guys, and you're just writing a street level dude who doesn't have that much power. And I think writing a story about a dude who doesn't have that much power, he's not a Captain America where he's like super like I'm Captain America or Iron Man, but he's like a regular dude who might have an inch amount of power. And trying mm-hmm. to be a regular dude, and I think that's why it works so well because you're just okay. shooting regular people with an inch of superpower. And they have they have interesting motivations. Like yeah. Daredevil has a great motivation. Yeah, you know Luke Cage has a great motivation. It's, Jessica Jones has has a really great backstory, yeah. a great motivation. It's not like we're saving the world, but we're like we're saving our neighborhood. That's another thing I really loved about the show. Yeah, yeah, about the Defenders. I love- Each of the individual scenes had the feel. Of their individual shows, right? Uh, Daredevil was that crime drama. Uh, Luke was that was that urban drama. Black Jessica was that noir, the yeah. film noir feel, like her hunting down the husband. Yeah, and and, and and even Danny was still him and Colleen trying to. I really love that Colleen is a huge part of that show. Yeah. Yeah. but it's still them trying to reconcile their childhood. Oh, before we go wrapping it up. I really appreciated Stick throughout the entire series. Yes. How the rest of the chased. Although I, I felt it was kind of ripped, even though they introduced Stone during at the end of uh, the original De- uh, Daredevil, Daredevil yeah. series. Yeah. We never got Stone, the character. Yeah. But he did come up and push for them to be together. Yeah. And somehow... Ch- Try to drive them apart at the same time. Right. Yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, stick being stick was great. He would just do random stuff, and I would just be like, "Oh shit, did he just <laughs> do that?" Yeah. Um. But one last thing. I loved Electra every scene. Yeah. During the Daredevil show, people like didn't like the Electra stuff. I thought it was brilliant, and I think that young that actress. Is I love that fight scene in the boxing ring. That. Yeah. When I first met, like I don't, I don't, I don't. Yeah, like this honestly made up for the Jennifer Garner movie for me. Like oh, that's how Alexa's this series to be. starts off with a fight between Colleen Wing, Iron Fist, yeah, 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 and Elektra. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but just seeing it, 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 I, I thought she was great when she became fully actualized. I'm yeah. like, yes, this is Elektra. It's like I don't care what this, Frank, mm-hmm. I don't care what Frank Miller says. This is his Elektra. This is this crazy woman. That enjoys fighting yeah. and enjoys killing. Yeah. And this I love is, characters like this that. Is, this is Elektra, Assassin, yeah. as yeah. the series was called. And the show ends with Daredevil supposedly dead. Is this going to be the fucking... Nope. Right? Well, the... he isn't because okay. you don't care about spoilers. No, I don't give a fuck. But, no, but I... he wakes up in a nunnery. <laughs> Does this go into Shadowland? 
No, that's later. No. Okay, because I've this, never, this, go, this, this possibly come, goes into another series. This goes into the introduction, and they mentioned her name of one of the most. And I say this is a person who lives with a mental health issues. Insane characters of all time being introduced in the next Wait, run of Daredevil. Who is it? Typhoid Mary. Don't the know schizophrenic person. bipolar mutant. How, how did you get that? I thought it was his mom. They, they said Maggie. Wait, they said Maggie? Yeah, they didn't say, they didn't say Mary. <laughs> they said Maggie. That's that's Matt Murdock's mom. Wait, oh goddamn! Now I'm set. <laughs> no, they had they casted Typhoid Mary for the next Daredevil. They legit casted Typhoid Mary. But the next Daredevil. But that's not where they set it up. So he's going to meet his mom? Yeah. And now I'm even more fucked up. The emotional pull of the whole Daredevil story got me fucked up. And it's probably this Iron Monkey, uh, <laughs> the, uh, this Golden Monkey. Golden Monkey. Golden Monkey. Belgian Golden style, style triple trip with added spice. That Nine. totally got me all in my emotions. Thank you for listening to the No Super Villains podcast. This has been EL joined by Heister. Madre. Tune in next time where we will try to be not as ridiculous, but that won't happen. Peace and be safe. Praise the Lord is going to market bullshit. It's all.